Once upon a time, Chris called Dan and said, I'm having an idea. When Dan got over his initial shock and horror, he agreed to hear Chris out. Suddenly, a podcast was born, and somehow I was sucking into recording the intro to give them a little bit of legitimacy. And so, here we are. Welcome to the Dan and Chris Save the World podcast. The Dan and Chris podcast has been fortified with six essential vitamins and minerals. Please use only as directed. Be careful operating heavy machinery while listening to this podcast. If you are pregnant or may become pregnant, please consult a physician before listening to this podcast. No animals were harmed in the creation of this podcast. For best results, open your mind and smile while listening. Continued use of this podcast has been known to cause hilarity in certain individuals. Proceed, Proceed at, at your, your own, own risk. risk. Start yeah. recording and we just, you just see start recording. After- see, that's the nice thing about this podcast. There's no there's no pre-show, there's no mm-hmm. planning, there's no discussing of of hey, what should we be talking about? You just no hit idea. record, and then we just and, see what happens, and we see what happens. And it, it I mean, we're out of practice. It's it, been a while. It's been a few. Months. When's the last time we did it? I think um, we did it in August. August, yes. So, and now it's November. Okay, August thirteenth was our, we last released it. And now it's November thirteenth. It's been three months. Wow. So yeah, we're a little out of practice at just talking to each other. Apparently, who are you? How do I do this? <laughs> What do I say? <laughs> You're doing fine already. I mean, we're, we're what, what, 42 seconds in and, and, uh, we haven't stopped talking and we haven't stopped talking yet. So I, you know, it's, it's just weird. It's, it's weird to be doing this again, but in a good way. It is. It's, we, it's, we shouldn't have taken as long of a break, but you know, but there's things going on. Well, well so- you know, we had that whole, like, that small event in September we had to kind of get behind. You know, I, I had a little, little surgery at the beginning of November. You had a little surgery thing there, you, you know. know. Uh, and honestly, I think I was just burned out of everything. And October, point. we were just like, what happened to October? I don't know. Yeah, October went that way. <laughs> well, there so. was a very, um, it was a very good convention, but it was definitely, there was a lot lot of extra outside of the convention stress that we normally we never had before yeah unfortunately you guys have gotten blessed with my curse i've never been able to enjoy the days after a convention there's always been something that has just ruined the mood after the convention you know like mm-hmm. the very first one when we had our first show in 16 mm-hmm. you know we had this whole weekend and and yeah it was stressful but my god we pulled it off and it was great and we had the show and we were getting this positive reaction the vendors loved it the guests loved it even the vips were like you guys did a great job they couldn't believe it was our first show ever you know we had this great time and so i got home on this just emotional high and within literally like an hour my my ex-wife was on my ass about pretty much everything and making my my day miserable and i'm like you know, I couldn't even just celebrate the fact that I just pulled this thing off, you know, and, and that something like that happened after every show. We had the fourth show uh, in 19 and, and I got home and I'm like, oh, OK, cool. I'm going to rest up after the fourth show. And we did a great job. And, and the girl I was seeing broke up with me like three days later. Yeah. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> and so I remember lamenting to Tanya and I'm like, I just I just I I'm like. I want to have convention weekend, but I hate the days after convention weekend. <laughs> and she's like, you'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I, and I appreciate her positivity. But as soon as I got done, everything else exploded. And now it was affecting all of you guys. I'm like, my curse has spread to the rest of the board. I feel horrible. Because <laughs> well, it started before the convention. Yeah, I and know. We, it was we, just... we were hoping that we got a, a handle on it before. And then I just, you know, during the weekend itself, it was nothing. 
No, These people were just bent on being miserable. Oh my god! These people were be- absolutely bent on being miserable. I couldn't. I can't imagine going through life that toxically. I, I just. I, I don't. I mean, that, well, that's a symptom of our, our country these days. Is people mm-hmm. want to people want to be miserable, apparently. And they and they just don't care who they drag into to mm-hmm. ma- to validate the misery that they want to validate feel themselves. They don't. They got to validate that. themselves. Yeah. And the lies, just mm-hmm. the lies. It was insane. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And we couldn't, and it wasn't our job to separate truth from lies. And we, we you know, it was, it was just, but hopefully that's behind us. I doubt it. I, I, yeah, I there's but, always going to be some sort of, of touch yeah. to that. I guarantee that the person who spearheaded everything, they will find somebody else to be pissed at mm-hmm. and they will pull the same nonsense and demand the same things, and it's going to be up to us to be like, "Look, here's the line. You're done. We're we're yeah. we're not we're not doing this a second time." Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You know, and, that was just. And we we kind of, and you were saying that you know, this, your next kind of thing because we, we you're you're harassing you yeah. So anyways, yeah. it was, but the convention itself was great. I am so so pleased with how it came together. I mean, I I was always the most reticent about using total sports mm-hmm. experience you know, the venue. Yep. And I just didn't feel like it had the vibe that we were looking for, but we, we make the vibe, you know, that's, it's right. all on, on us and, and people always see that. And then when folks were talking about the wide open spaces and using the fields and the, how the, the, you know, the different flooring felt they you know, their legs weren't as tired because they were on the turf rather than mm-hmm. on concrete or, or, or carpeting, regular carpeting, you know, and, and so the, the, the positive vibes came back and everybody seemed to be really having a good time. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and as always, they acknowledge, and I love how people are acknowledging the fact that, yes, mis- we made mistakes, but they also love the fact that we own that and we are always looking to do something different in the future. Right. We're only you know? human. We, we can't know everything. I mean, mm-hmm. we, 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 from day one, we haven't known everything. We haven't known much of anything, apparently. You have like, done a great job of running, running on complete instinct and luck. <laughs> no, we, but we go. You know, it's, it's the whole point of a fan-led convention. What do we as fans want to see? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, it's from day one. That's how we've, we've gone through this thing. And, and yes, there were problems with this year. As we have to work on for next year. And the biggest problem, of course, you know, being the panel area. Yeah. Um, which we have some ideas and we have to see what's practical. We kind of can't do, um, you know, fire marshal, what, you know, what the fire marshal will allow, you know, if we want, mm-hmm. if we wanted to try to do tents inside, if the, you know, what, what fire marshal rules are around that, mm-hmm. um, you know, but, but I mean, overall, I mean, the space was incredible. We have yeah. room to grow. Yeah. yeah, we have room to grow. And and more to the point, I mean, we, we enjoyed our liaison at the convention center. Tim Newton was a mm-hmm. fantastic human being, still is, yep. um, although he doesn't, he's not associated with the, the, the convention center anymore, but just a great guy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really aware who our liaison with the Blue Cross Arena was. And, and I think that kind of speaks to my comment about that particular staff. The TSE staff. Every single one of those people, the young kids right up to the the folks who were in charge, they were so accommodating and so mm-hmm. understanding and so into the idea. Like like at one point I'm like, hey, what if we did this, this? And they're like, Yeah, we can make that happen. That'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, their their enthusiasm and they're they're just so into it. And I that made the, the connection to the venue so much easier. Yeah. You know, I just enjoyed Blue hanging Cross out. Arena, we were just we were it felt like we were just sort of another event type of thing where they weren't, you know, just okay, you know, yeah. And then you know, give us some your money afterwards, you know, make sure you know and, and just felt like we were we weren't 
And then after we're gone, you know, we're gone. Type. And we can charge you more next year, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know, so it didn't, I mean, they were, they were very helpful during the weekend. You know, they, they weren't as into it mm-hmm. as, you know, Tim, the, Tim Newton made the convention weekend at the convention center. Great. Yes, you know, he did. He, he, I mean, if it wasn't for him, I don't know if we would have succeeded as well as we did at the convention center. I agree. He was he was there on the ball for everything. Um, the Blue Cross Arena, they had a, a, a lot of staff, which is probably why they charge us so much. Mm-hmm. And they were responsive, but they weren't in it, kind of thing. They weren't, you know, they were they were there, but they weren't there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they were they were there. They were helpful, but they weren't excited about it type of thing that we felt you know it, it was just more of we're another you know, just another event that, come, that comes and goes mm-hmm. um but we got that we got it back with the um tsc with the staff there with the whole staff were you know on board with us and everything and they were excited that we were there so yeah i mean it was definitely a different feel blue cross wasn't the right thing for a place for us anyways i mean the, no the, it really it, wasn't no i mean the, the layout was horrible for for a convention like ours you know so, I mean, the only good thing about it is if people wanted to sit, there's plenty of seats. <laughs> you know, that was great. In our, in, our, in our field office, how it was like a box, like mm-hmm. above the, the rink that kind of gave us a really nice view on yeah. things. That was cool. But, but we, we kind of captured. PIC, yeah. yeah, we captured that with the whole upper level platform. So that was nice. That, that, was, I, I, that, that, was, that was great at TSC because <laughs> we were, we didn't have the glass separating us. So we were really a part of it and we can see everything from up there versus. Um, Blue Cross can only see the arena part. You, know, you couldn't see mm-hmm. what's going on in the hallways or down below, the hidden area down below, and everything. And you know, we could we could be up on you know up in our, our office at Blue Cross and at TSE there. We could see what's going on on the stage. You know, we could watch the stage. Yeah. You know, we could see. Yeah. I could look overlook the panel rooms. Who's going? On. It was. We could see it all. It was great. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that part. I mean, it, it, the only problems with you know with the panel area, and the biggest problem to me was the panel areas you know, for, for TSE. So, okay. um, because, you know, it, like, like, you know, you were, you were in the panels and, you know, there, there were, there were too much cross noise and, and stuff like that. And the announcements and things like that. So, yeah. Um, looking forward to improving stuff for next year. Always. I mean, then, you know, and like I said, people are just used to the fact that we're always trying to check ourselves and, and recognize things that we've done and things that we want to do and things that worked mm-hmm. and things we're going to do again and do better, you know? So that's, it, it's just, it's, we're growing. We're doing the thing yes. that we've always been wanting. We kept, we kept digging in, doing the work. Mm-hmm. And they always say three to five years to have a successful business. And we had mm-hmm. the pandemic throw a monkey wrench a little bit in the works, but we, we got through it. Yeah. Our fifth year was, was excellent. Our, our best year. Um, we blew what, our what, attendance record out of the water by like almost a thousand or more, or more than a thousand. I think um, it was, it was around. We went I mean, from 1700 to 2800, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Our, 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 our number total people there was about 3,300. Oh, wow. Okay. See, okay. I got so, the initial. So, so there's but different, I yeah, I, 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 got, I can, I can show you the, the, the numbers, but our total people were there were about 3,300 for the weekend. So that's amazing. Um, one of the things that I know that I loved Sunday, cause I went out Sunday, I went outside for lunch and I was by the food truck there, food trucks. And I was just watching all the, the cosplayers out in the field. You know, just yes. hanging out out in the field doing their thing, and I was like, okay, this is why I loved having the field. And you know, we're lucky we had a beautiful weekend. You know, it wasn't too hot, it wasn't too cold. It was sunny, mm-hmm. um, so they could, you know, they were out wandering in the fields, and there were groups of them out in the fields doing their thing, which you know, I I loved seeing that. That was that was great. I mean, that was just 
Uh, yeah. I didn't get to get outside much. I was always running between panel areas and, and then the vendor floor, panel areas, vendor floor. And then I would mm -hmm. go up to the loft and just kind of hang out for a moment to catch my breath and then back down to the panel areas and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So yeah. Rinse but, and repeat. Yeah. It, it's, it's amazing how much, it's amazing how much us as show miss, showrunners can miss. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. So if for all you people out there who think, you know, well, we must, you know, see everything going on, we miss a lot because yeah, we're we focused do. on each one of us are focused on certain areas. And that's why it's so good that there's so many of us on the board mm -hmm. because then we can each keep an eye on something. So nothing really in the overall, very little gets missed because mm -hmm. one of us is usually going to pick up on it. Right. You know, can you so, imagine running an entire show by yourself? I can't imagine that. I mean, you would miss so much and you would be so stressed and you would piss so many people off. Yeah, wait a minute. I mean, that sounds familiar. Yeah, anyways. Um, anyways, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> was, that, was that some veiled shade? Moving on. <laughs> yeah. But that was great being in September, too. I love it. Was, it, was, it was, yeah. I mean, we yeah. lucked out. September is a question as far as the weather, but I think mm -hmm. end of September, you know, the mid end of September is fairly safe in the Rochester area, but, you know. <coughs> You oh, know, yeah. The, the chance of snow is pretty low. Uh, but never point. zero. Never zero. Here, no. never <laughs> even, zero. In, even in July, the chance oh, of snow no. in Rochester is never zero. Never zero. <laughs> so. But, yeah, we're looking forward to next year. We have the dates booked. We're going to do an official announcement soon. <coughs> we, have to, we have to meet as a board. But by the time yeah. we release this, we have, we'll have met as the board. And I don't know. Yeah, because we release on Fridays, right? Um, we can release it every day we want right now because there's no uh, monkey business on Wednesday. So yeah, I I I, I need to talk about that too. I feel bad about that because I really do missing. I, I do miss working with Billy and Tanya. Yeah, we got we got to figure out our next step with uh, monkey business. Um, but yeah. we'll, we'll we'll do on Friday because that's our normal. Th we got I don't know when I don't know when James is releasing. I look at his schedule. He usually releases on Thursday. But he has this, are they him and Pemmy are still doing it on Friday, right? They're oh, that's right. They do their their other they, show on Fridays. Doing, I got to see which Friday they're on. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're, we're, well, when you, 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 our listeners are listening to this, you'll know when we have released this. Um, <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure this out still, but. Uh, yeah. On on Sunday, we were trying to figure it out. On Friday, we'll have figured it out, I guess, is the best way to see. describe When's it. When's the last time they released? Well, I gotta, let me see. I'm looking. They released on October 29th. So, that was. It was a Friday. So this this would be they would release this Friday again if so they would release on the twelfth. They will okay. release on Wednesday this week. Hmm, yeah, why not? What the why heck? Not? Okay. Just not not to conflict with theirs. Yeah. They're up to episode sixteen. They they passed us in episodes. This what are they up to? Episode sixteen. Sixteen. Yes. Very nice. So good yeah. for them. They're doing some good work over there. Yeah. And it was nice meeting uh Hemi there over the yeah the convention there. So, nice guy, yeah. mm -hmm. nice guy. Definitely. I liked him. So. Yeah. So, right. anyways, so that's that. So it was nice talking to you. I'll catch you later. No. Yeah. <laughs> fourteen minutes, we're done. No. <laughs> Why does it say an hour and fourteen minutes? Does your say doesn't for me? Mine says like an hour and fourteen minutes. Is is your timer on uh, daylight savings still? <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. You haven't fallen back that hour yet. <laughs> I'm like, just notice, like, wait a second, how did it get to be an hour already? Boy, Chris, we talked a lot. I know, my God, time flies when you're having fun. Oh, jeez. Um, so, so what else is new? Not much, really. I mean, 
I had I've been trying to save a couple bucks here and there, so I've been able to do some some work on my house, I've, I make some forward progress, and some projects that I've been slacking off on. Mm-hmm. I got to start getting the house ready for the cold weather. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that sleeping porch off of my room, right? And yep. it's all enclosed with storm windows, but they're storm windows. The storm windows are not so there. they don't really keep the heat very well. So I'm going to layer some plastic up because I really want to try and keep that open this year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, my my house is not a big house; it's a 1,300 square foot house, and it's got four bedrooms. So that means the bedrooms are really small. Not very big, yeah. Yeah, they're all like 10 by 10 rooms. And and I feel bad about that because my daughter is, has been living with her boyfriend in her room. And, you know, I know that they're they're struggling with the space. I try to open up other parts of the house so that they can use it. But it's mm-hmm. like they just, there's no, there's their stuff so is overflowing space. into the hallway. And it's, yeah. it's I can't blame them for that. Mm-hmm. But also, this will be my, this is going to be the fourth winter I've lived in this house. You know, it's because I had the winter of 18, 19, 20, so winter 21. So this yeah. will be the fourth winter I've lived in this house. And usually by like late January, early February, I start getting claustrophobic in my own room, mm. right? Because I have to close the door between my room and the sleeping porch on a regular basis, yeah. you know, to keep that that chill out. I took the door off its hinges at the beginning of the spring this year. And I, you know, I have my dressers are out there. So I have a little, I feel like my, my room's a little, a little more space to it because it doesn't have as much furniture in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to like, you know, I don't <laughs> want everything like, back in and cram it yeah, out of your room. I don't want to have to yeah. do that. So I'm going to put some plastic up. I'm going to get a space heater. You know, I have a really powerful infrared space heater. And now it's just, it's too much for that, you know, for that room. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put that up in the attic for gaming nights, um, you know, and just see if it works. And if it, if it doesn't, you know, if by like mid December, I'm like, nope, it's too freaking cold in here. Then I'll, then, yeah. Yeah. I'll go into bunker protocol. Dun, dun. Are, are the walls insulated in there? Though the yeah, the walls of the the porch and the ceiling are insulated, yeah. but okay. they the are they're knee wall. You know the the, mm. the storm windows are massive. They're not like normal sized windows. They're mm. all I don't know. They're all like what three three by four. Mm. You know something like that. They're very they're banks of windows. So the, okay. the you it lets a lot of light in, yeah, which is great, great when. When the sun comes in, it gets you know cozy in there, but the draft mm-hmm. still seeps through the cracks. And... Yeah, and to replace those windows is expensive. Oh God, yeah, that's a that's a not my my business project unless no. I have a lot of money that to play with. Yeah, my mom exactly. My mom just did, did that to her. She has a, a three season room, and she replaced because she just had storm windows there, and she just replaced them with regular windows, and that that was just for those. There was four or five windows and that was expensive. So mm-hmm. doing your sun port, your, your ports there would be, yeah, a lot. Yes, so. Juno. I'm, you know, I know I'm not paying attention to you. He's getting antsy sitting in this room with me. <laughs> well, you were saying that it's too small and I have to move. Yes, I know. <laughs> He's listening to you. She's uh, also doing the whole, you're not petting me. Therefore I'm going to start scratching at your leg until you start petting me again, type of a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, but yeah, so that's that's you know, and I've been able to like fix little things here and there, and ch- you know, cl- uh, clean up a few things here and there. You know, Mix Tiles is a great app, and they can take like pictures and make these little like four by four square tile or six by six square tiles, mm-hmm. and with adhesive on them, like a, almost like a post-it note level of adhesive. So you can, mm-hmm. I, and that's what I have those pictures on the wall of my dining room are all okay. mixed tiles. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so I got another half dozen of them and added some updated pictures of the kids and, you know, of me and mm-hmm. I put one of Juno up. I've got an, <laughs> another one of, of uh, Yumi and Tanya is now up on the friend section of the wall. Nice. You know, that time that the three of us were all over to do nerd world news. And we we're all wearing our same doctor who hoodies. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. You know, so I, I took, yep. I got that picture into a mixed tile and put that up and, nice. you know, it can be a little expensive, so I don't do it all the time. It's been every couple of years I add a few to the wall. Yeah. But it's, it's but nice. It ma- it's fun. It makes it your place though. So. Exactly. You know. Exactly. You got to have your, 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 your you got to have your, your stuff in your space. So make it yours. Yeah. Make it comfortable. So, been working on, on stuff. Mm-hmm. Getting, the, getting the house ready for the next winter. Yeah, I, I've been, I, I've been just trying to settle down, you know, because I, so I had my, my hopefully last surgery at the beginning of September. Right. Closed up my ileostomy, so reattached all my pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first month was kind of painful mm-hmm. um, just because of things flowing through the channel haphazardly and it was different all the time, but mm-hmm. um, I think think that's finally not i'm not gonna say for sure but it's definitely been a lot better yeah knocking on wood there for you i I have it under better under control right now so i don't Mm -hmm. i mean i i went to an all-day event outside you know i've been to a camp out i've been to this since then and i've you know i I was concerned about that because of not knowing what to expect and everything but Mm -hmm. it seems to be mostly under control now so, you know, knock on wood. And there's some wood around here somewhere. Knock on some wood here. and um, It's knocked you know, on the side of my head. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a knock. Some, um, and, um, yeah, so that's that's been good. So now that that seems to be under control, um, I don't know, just focusing on we're going to Florida over Thanksgiving. Oh, nice. Okay. So we weren't sure, but we, we decided, you know, we finally decided to, and I got some halfway decent airfares and found a halfway mm-hmm. decent price rental car because mm-hmm. um, we were looking at maybe taking the train down there but the airfares came down enough to make it more viable to fly so and the okay. kids weren't like kids were looking, weren't looking forward to a, a long car ride to the train station which is in virginia because it was the auto train we were going to take so we would have to take a, a you know to drive to virginia get on the auto train and a 16-hour train ride to, down to florida but we would have had our car with us um but the the airline places came down enough where we could you know so we can get, we're doing Southwest out of Buffalo, you know so, mm-hmm. so it's not Rochester but Buffalo is a lot cheaper and a direct flight so, um so we're doing that so I'm getting, getting ready for that I'm still doing the half marathon at the end of the month which is going to be interesting because I haven't run that much but yeah I was going to say you've been out of practice on that so I'm just gonna I'm just aiming to compete complete at this point you know, mm-hmm. to complete it and you know, usually this is usually when I do a full marathon but I dropped it down to a half marathon and this will be the first full in person race I've done since the last since two years ago basically so last time last in person race it was the full marathon for this race i want you to know that in your honor i will work i will on that very day walk the 13 feet from my living room to the refrigerator and back that means a lot to me. i'm telling you and that's that i will be exhausted for the rest of the damn day so that will wear me out so, so I, th- I think my i think the race starts about six twenty. so if you can do it around six twenty to be in got it holiday with me just i'm there for early, you get up early take a walk and think That'll, or, that'll mean or if I'm lot. up to it, I might walk around the house 13 times. Ooh, there you go. You know, 13 <laughs> laps around the house. That'll, that'll be a thing. And, and, you know, this is our this is episode 13 for us, you know. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow, look at that. Lucky number 13. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're doing that that um, coming up. Okay. Um, so we're going down the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And we're coming back the Tuesday following Thanksgiving. So it'll be okay. a little over a week. 
So they, that way the kids miss like four days of school because they have Wednesday Wednesday off before Thanksgiving. So they'll miss so they'll miss the Monday Tuesday before the Monday Tuesday afterwards. And I turned Thanksgiving into a six day weekend, so I'm going to get that Thursday Friday of, mm-hmm. of Thanksgiving and, and Black Friday. But then I took the Monday and Tuesday off afterwards just because I'm like, nope, I need I need a couple of days off. Yeah, might as well do it. And you know, that's the thing. I. I don't even know why, but I am so burned out on shit lately. I'm so yeah. fucking tired. And it's it's like more than ever before. I'm just exhausted. I, I just, I've, there's always so much stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And I never, I always get overwhelmed and end up never doing it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I get around, finally get around to like 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night when I finally get a chance to sit down. And I'm the, I look at the list of things I need to do. I need to fix this in the kitchen. I need to tweak this in my room. I need to clean this part of the basement or this part of the attic. Or I need to work on this particular aspect of the show. Or, hey, you really, you know, I haven't podcast with Monkey Business in a long time. We really probably should sit down and start working on that. And I end up turning on Minecraft and playing Minecraft until 11 o'clock. And then I could crash out. I mean, it's just because I'm just yeah. so just done with things at the moment. Why? I don't, why? I, I just, it's so weird to be that just want to be disconnected wanted the desire to be disconnected well it's the the, the introvert part of you just yeah you, you just need you know what you need to shut down yeah and you i know, haven't you, been able to completely ever shut down fully yes people chris has a big introvert part of him yeah I know. <laughs> you, you, you you wouldn't know about you wouldn't know that normally but <laughs> it, it always floors people when i'm in conversation with them and, and we're talking about introvert extrovert shyness and whatnot and i tell people like I, until like my junior year of high school i was an ultimate wallflower and even after, you know, I mean, I was on, I was in the play, the fall play junior year. And then I started getting, getting a little involved, more involved in the spring semester with theater and, and other folks. And then of course, then we became the dudes in, in our mm-hmm. senior year and all bets were off at that point. Um, but I've always had that reticence to be involved mm-hmm. a lot. I, there, there is a deep part of me that just sees that looks like fun. Sure. I'm just going to be over here minding mm-hmm. my own damn business now. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that aspect has been like, why are you not hermiting? Why are you not a hermit? You need to be a hermit for a little while. I think you have a strong aspect for both of it. You have a, there's definitely a part of you that wants to be the extrovert, mm-hmm. but you still have the introvert there and they're kind of warring with each other and the introvert yeah. thing, give me some attention right now. Yes. <laughs> I think that's it is the, the introvert is trying to shout down the extrovert, which is really weird for the introvert to be shouting at anything, you know? So it's just, it creates this. This weird imbalance, yeah. but yeah, I mean, if uh, here I am, I'm in my little ten by ten home office. The door is closed. The dog is on my feet, and I'm just like, the dog is one living creature too many in the room right now, <laughs> <laughs> and she's laying on the floor like, why are you talking shit about me, dude? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I definitely relate, I and mean, there's stuff I want to do, and I, and it's been all through the years. There's always stuff I've wanted to do, and it's like I really want to. Then it's like I'm not gonna do it. I really want to, and I'm not gonna mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. That's that's such a the big the big fight you know yourself is like i i really want i know i'm gonna miss out on something and if i and i'm gonna regret it later but i'm not gonna do it and then i, I yeah you know like the the billy crystal show that was one no thing is like i saw that it's like well you know i really want to do it but eh, i shouldn't do it but okay i'm going to do it you know mm-hmm, so I, mm-hmm. I, I i definitely put my foot down for that and um i was thinking of going to the they had the grammy nominations the weekend that, like the 30th and I was like, well, and I almost did that too to go to do it at the the, the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to see the, the Grammy nominations. Oh wow! Okay, um, 
I mean, one of the uh, reasons, you know, besides the fact that you know, people that are there, but Taylor Swift was there and she, you know, she presented to uh, Carol King her, her, um, her, her Grammy award or not her Grammy, her um, rock and roll hall of fame well, there. So I wanted to, you know, to see, to be there for that and everything, but Hey, it was Halloween, you know, Halloween weekend and the kids were there and I was already being gone two nights before. And I was like, okay, so that was, I felt a little more logical to not do that one, but it was the same kind of, same kind of argument I've had for not doing other things in the past. You know, I've wanted to do this. I wanted it. And I, I was like, I really do what I really don't. And it's just, a, it's a big struggle inside you to, to not do the thing, even though you want to do the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Our mantra has always been do the thing. And then here I am. What happens when you reach the point where you don't want to do the thing at the more you really need to not do the thing. There, there are, and, but I, and I guess the reason, maybe you got to think of the reason for not doing the thing, you know, and, and maybe it's, you need your sanity to shut down and just recover a little bit before you can do the thing and, and really enjoy the thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, we're only human. We're not, well, we can't do everything, but we can try. We can try. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just at the same time, it's great. But, but life is short, you know, so we got to, you know, still oh. do that, you know. Let's not get into that philosophical discussion right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. My God. There was another, there was a, a, another death that happened this, this past week. It was a, a suicide. And it's like, it's like, it was, you know, and, and, and it was, it was not surprising because there's other extenuating circumstances involved, but still it's like, you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, you know? So family member, associate? I, I probably shouldn't get into it too much. But, okay. Um, that's but fair. Yeah, it's, but Respect. it's, but, it, but, it, but, you know, the fact that, it, you know, we heard about it and, you know, it's, it's. It, it, yeah, I mean, it's just I, I met this person once, and and you know we we knew him a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, you you don't know what's going on in somebody's head. You don't, you know, you have to look after yourself. You have to know yourself. You have to, mm-hmm. um, but you also have to put yourself out there. You have to not let yourself be alone. You ha- you can't let yourself get so involved in yourself that you're not thinking of what else is going on in the world because that's how yeah. you, you lose yourself. Well, that's, it's a balancing act. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's putting yourself out, but not so far that you lose yourself being able to keep, but able to keep yourself, but be able to you know stay out there and you know, you're not shutting, you're not completely withdrawn, you know? And, and then it, for me, the problem is recognizing whose emotions are these right now. Mm-hmm. You know, as a father, as a friend, as a as a social media person, a connection or whatever, an employee, uh, you know, I wonder sometimes, am I stressed out because I'm stressed or am I stressed out because the person I'm talking to or thinking about is stressed out? Hmm. You know, am, am I sad because this person is sad or am I sad because something is genuinely upsetting me? You know, and, and or am I angry? because this is upsetting me or am I angry because I'm feeling this, this power, this, this, um, this, this emanation from this person who I'm thinking about or associated with or dealing with at the moment, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so it's, it's, it's hard to, I mean, you know, the, 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 the new age folks, the, the, the more higher level thinkers than I am would go, well, you're an empath, you know, you feel people's pain and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And and to a point, I guess that's that all humans are capable of that. I also fancy myself having seen enough people and enough actions and emotions that I can read people's body language a little bit better than most. 
mm-hmm. you know, not enough that I would have my own procedural crime drama on primetime TV, <laughs> you know, not yet. The body reader. <laughs> well, there's, there's a title. Shit. Never the mind. Body the body reader. <laughs> I can work in many different genres there. Yes. I was saying <laughs> uh, that might be a better, uh, for some, some more questionable websites, but anyway, um, uh, you know, I, I feel like I can, I can, suss up something and look at somebody and say, Oh, they're, they're not happy or, or, Hey, they're mm-hmm. thinking about something or Hey, something's bothering them, you know, and then being able to separate yourself from that and say, okay, no, I'm, what am I feeling? Is it genuinely me or is it them? And am I taking on something that I shouldn't? Mm-hmm. And that is an emotional balancing act. That is just, I don't think any really, any humans are really truly equipped for anymore. Some Society's are less, kind of some, prevented some are that. less than others. I mean, the whole, I mean, I don't want to okay, go immediately into politics, but the whole, mm-hmm. you know, cult of, you know, if you know who, oh, how, yeah. many, how many of those, you know, how many of them have their own thoughts or are they just, just living off each other's thoughts, you know, each other's emotions or someone else's emotions and they are work themselves up before they don't even know who's, you know, where this originated from. It's just more mm-hmm. of, it becomes so ingrained in them. It's just, they think it's theirs, but it, you know, it's, but that's kind of what cultism is, isn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, you you have you have checked your brain at the door. Mm-hmm. You've hung it up on on the hook by the door, and you are letting somebody else do the thinking for you. So yeah. you are you are switching off, and you are giving that control over to somebody else, which I think is an extreme version of what I was describing. Like me, yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm. I know I'm feeling that, and it's just learning to separate and figure out how to compartmentalize and kind of and understand and accept where these folks have gone all in and they're, they, they're not worried about where the, the outside influence starts and they end. They just, no, you lead me. They have I'm accepted, just going to hook. They have accepted it. Yeah. Yeah. They've accepted the young man. I'm going to hook my wagon to your horse and I'm off and mm-hmm. running and I don't care where you take me. Where we have to, you know, most people should be stepping back and thinking about, you know, okay. Yeah. Like, like you were saying this, mm-hmm. what, what's me, what's someone else and how do I, how do I reconcile these two? You know, what's, mm-hmm. what's the right answer for me? What's the big picture here? What's what really should be going on? Um, and it's so easy to get lost. But if you're in an emotional situation to get lost in other person's emotions, mm-hmm. even temporarily, you know, that's, you know, the, you know, the, those, those crimes of passion type of thing, you get lost in something. Yeah. Um, and there's an additional layer of frustration. I don't know how many other people think this. I mean, maybe it's just me. But there's an additional level of frustration that in the back of my mind, I'm 51 years old now. I should know better. Haven't I been through oh, enough shoot, I'm crap? 51 now too, am I? Oh, yes, you are. Geez, You're always two months right behind me there, sunshine. But you know, it's, it, there, and, and it's a falsehood. It really is a falsehood. I mean, there's no age where you should completely have your shit together. You should always be evolving mm-hmm. and understanding and learning something new and looking forward and, you know, and being accepting of the fact that you're going to make mistakes and you're going to see things or, or you're going to have decades old perceptions challenged by new information, you should be in a position where you'd be like, okay, I learned something new, right? So you should not, I should not, me personally, I should not be in a position where, Jesus, I'm 51. I should have some of this shit figured out by now, right? You know, but that's not going to be the case. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the case. And it's just accepting that that balance exists and, and trying to work towards it. Juno's, how the sentences. heck do we get to be 50 years old, Chris? Well, time you is know, a wonderful thing. It just does whatever the hell it wants to do and doesn't really pay attention to you. 50 years before we were born, it was the 1920s. Yes. <laughs> yes. The roaring <laughs> 20s, the era of prohibition and gangsters. And, 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 the, the... and now we're as far beyond our birth date as... Uh, oh, okay. yeah. Yes. 
This is, this is bizarre. We're as far away from our birthdays as our birthday was far away from That's that funny. era. That's you know? And what, yeah, and the 80s. The 80s, Dan, were 40 years Jeez. ago. Jeez. The 80s. The, the, the decade that defined who the foundation of what we were going to be. The decade that brought us together. You know, it's 40 years ago. It's bizarre. It's crazy. It is, it is Do you want to know something? Here's yeah, here's another one. Ready? Mm-hmm. Just the other day, my daughter turned 20 years old. I saw that. My daughter is 20. My son is 18. Crazy. You know? How the heck? She's no longer a teenager. I know. I, I, I lost a teenager somewhere along the line. <laughs> I used to have two. I had two for a very long time, and now I only have one more. Jeez. That's it. <sighs> Isn't that nuts? It's crazy. I got another another uh, year and a couple months before I get a teenager. Yeah. See. <laughs> little, and then little, before yeah, you know it, you, yeah. and then before and before you know it, Zach will be twenty. Oh, <laughs> How old were you when he was born? Uh, for uh, gosh, what year is he born? Thirty-nine, forty. <laughs> Thirty-nine. He, he was born in two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah, that was that that January, January where Scott had his son, and then you had your son, and then my niece had her daughter like a week later. So three mm-hmm. children entered the family at like within a couple of weeks of each other. Yeah, yeah. So I started late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you did. I thought I had it thirty-one, but you were like thirty-nine. Yeah. So. But, um, yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's time is a bizarre thing i mean just looking back when you're young it seems so it seems so long when you when you're older it's like well where did everything go yeah here's here's a little nod for my critical role fans out there time is a weird soup that makes no sense to anybody who has not seen that particular uh, thing but that's okay that's that's fine okay. that's my little nod to my tip of the nose to the to my friends out there <laughs> who, who who also follow that oh, oh my god and it's just going to keep going. Yeah. And then eventually it's going to go on without us. Mm-hmm. And that's a weird feeling too. We are just a blip in history. Mm-hmm. But it's been, I mean, there's been a lot of change in our, in the last 50 years. Well, if you think about it, every generation goes through it somewhere along the line. Well, I think right in the last, before... in the last, since, I mean, since our country was, I mean, well, in the last hundred Our grandparents years, had World War II. 100, right. 150 years, I think, is, is, is would you say like 150 years is probably the most a lot of change compressed in there? There's been some seismic shifts going on in, in human history. Mm-hmm. Like our our grandparents had World War II. Yep. Our parents, in, in for the most part, and like you, for you and me, our parents had you know Woodstock and the Vietnam War, the protests and everything there. So mm-hmm. there's a sociological thing there. You know, in the 80s, we had that generation dealt with. A lot of sociological issues, HIV and mm-hmm. uh, and greed and Wall Street taking over and things like that, uh, you know. And now we're dealing with how politics has has become so toxic and has affected all of society and in, in its own way spilled out across the world, mm-hmm. you know. And but then along the way, technology has leaps and bounds gone gone ahead and forward. Technology is crazy. The last, yeah. Well, technology is that which which is the catalyst for society. Essentially, think about it. the Industrial Revolution changed everything in mm-hmm. the 1800s. You know, it changed how we looked at the world, how everybody looked at the world, and then created the 20th century in its mm-hmm. own way. You know, and then the 20th century had its technological advancements that led to the 21st. Yeah. 
you know, what are we going to have in the 21st that is going to change the 22nd century, you know, and so on and so forth. Wish I could see it. Yeah, uh, I know. It, it's, I mean, a lot of this change is exciting. I mean, there's, there's bad parts of it, of everything because people are, you know, like this, a lot of the aspects of social media are bad because some of this stuff just, you know, it, it spreads like wildfire. Even when people don't, you know, it's just like, bits and pieces of it spread. It's just the pieces yes. you want to hear spread. Yeah. So, you know, and people are really good at finding their quote unquote yeah. research, which is basically just validation of their shitty opinion. And it spreads like wildfire. Yep. I mean, which is the the bad part of it. I mean, the good part of it that is that, you know, we can have this, we can record this podcast and we're, you know, we're not in the same room. We're not in the same town. And, you know, we can do this kind of stuff. We can keep in touch. We can keep in touch with your, our friends without being, you know, physically seeing them, which was made this pandemic survivable or made this pandemic, mm-hmm. oh, this, this whole stay at home stuff possible. Yes. Good and bad. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's good and bad to everything. There's always a flip side to every coin. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yin yang, you know, mm-hmm. the Chinese had it right with the yin yang. There's a, yeah. there's a balance throughout all of the, all of life and all of existence. Mm-hmm. And right now we're out of balance. We are so you out know? of balance. I'm so scared. I, I am a little nervous. I am a little nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to see a hundred. That'd be nice. I have a 120 year plan for my existence. I know I'm cut down, you know, the decisions and things that have happened to me, the stress levels and whatnot. My health will not allow me to get to 120 anymore. I don't think, <laughs> you know, better living through chemistry. You never know, but, um, you never know, you know, but it just, there's just so much going on and it's instead of getting on board and all, everybody working together to make things better, there is a substantial section of the country and I'm, I'm sure laced throughout the world where people are actually actively fighting against progress. Mm-hmm. Going backwards. And I can't understand why. I just, I can't understand what they're hoping to preserve. Hoping to preserve their, their narrative. I mean, why? I mean, I, I was watching, you know, I was watching stuff about the New York gun law, the concealed carry case for New York and the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. And they're going back to like the 1300s to try to figure out the original intention of the Second Amendment for this. I mean, like, we're not living in the 1300s. We're not living in the 1700s. No. This is the 2100s. 22,000s. Boy, I'm moving, moving ahead in time. We're in 2100 already. Oh, God. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the 2000s now. They have sandwiches now. there. Anyway. <laughs> Very good sandwiches. <laughs> um, and, but it's but why why do we need to look into the past to see what we should be doing going forward? Mm-hmm. You know, why? I mean, I, 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 this is what I don't, you know, this is where I, you know, I think that our problem with our, our constitution, our country is you know, that it's not evolving enough. They're, they're, and the constitution was programmed to evolve. And somehow a lot of us have forgotten that. Yeah. A parts of it are evolving, but other parts yeah. they're, they're trying to, the parts they want to keep in the past, like the gun laws, mm-hmm. you know, cause we don't need to have, we don't, we don't, we don't need to be carrying concealed weapons. Uh, you know, we, the society should not be that. I will feel less safe if I know that anybody could be carrying a gun. Yes, because I do not know these guns as these people, and I don't know, you know, especially if they don't, you know, if they're reduced, have to reduce the requirements to be able to carry, and I don't know the mindset of these people. I will feel less safe in the world where that is. 
I got into a gun debate a couple of years ago on, on Facebook, of course, because that's the best place for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this one person who we both know from, from our way back days, his quote was, a well-armed society is a polite society. <laughs> and he did not see just how absolutely frightening that thought was. Just chilling. I'm yeah. like, are you serious? Are you absolutely serious that you just said that in all sincerity? Mm-hmm. I just I was like, you have but, got to be kidding me. But There's people out there who want this to be the old West. Everybody should be strapping you. You know, mm-hmm. I want they want to see their six year old go to kindergarten with a, you know, a gun in their backpack. I guess I don't. know. That's an extremist viewpoint, but still. But I mean, where does it stop? I mean, yeah, I, that's the thing. Nobody's been able to answer that question. Where does it stop? Where is? When's it enough? And and the 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 pro gun folks can never answer that question appropriately. Mm-hmm. It's about, I mean, power. I mean, it's. I don't know. It, it's I, I don't understand. It. I mean, I didn't grow up with guns. I mean, my dad had like, a BB rifle and stuff like that, yeah. but I didn't really, you know, besides you know shooting. I don't really see the thing. The thing about guns, I was never never a hunter. There's my my grandfather was a hunter, but mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, I I mean I. It's, but I don't get the allure of guns. I don't get you know, why we need them in today's society. Yeah. I mean, I respect, I, I will say this outright, outright. I respect that in the deep rural and less civilized to the point where it's almost purely wild areas where people have chosen to make their stead, their homes are like, see, and I'm going to use West Virginia as, as an example, deep in West Virginia, where there's no cities, there's no true quote unquote civilization. You've got these families that are out there, you know, they've got their cabin, they're wood, you know, living off the land and they need that weapon to protect themselves against, you know, predators essentially. Mm-hmm. And they hunt to put mm-hmm. food on the table. Yeah. I respect that. That's mm-hmm. a good reason as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, the occasional sport hunter, I understand, you know, because especially because sport hunting actually helps control population mm-hmm. in more civilized areas. I get that. Okay. But, and, and, you know, and then because of this day and age, if you have a weapon in the house for the purposes of defending your home, I understand and respect that. I get that. These are, those are, those are examples where I am, am able to compromise and say, I get mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But the moment you feel the need to take that weapon out of the home mm-hmm. and just walk around in civilization with it. I need my gun to go grocery shopping. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I, there's the images of the guy with the AR-15 draped over his shoulder while he's grocery shopping. Really? You know, is, is, yeah. I mean, is the West grocery store that dangerous? You know? I, I, you know, it, I don't. I don't. <laughs> And simple, simple things, you know, and it's, it's interesting to me how the pro gun folks talk themselves into the point that we try to make, but still miss the point, Mm -hmm. you know, like the whole licensing and registration and insurance, you know, like, well, next thing you know, we're going to do this and this and this. I said, yeah, you know, it's called the DMV, you know, for your car. We're asking for the same thing Mm -hmm. for your, you have no problem with that. Yeah. But you know, and, and I kind of talked about it this, this week. But the problem is, it's in the Constitution. We have the right to bear arms. Yeah, or the right to and arm bears, as Robin Williams said. Yeah, I mean, what I think, and you know, and I'll say this again. I think that's one of the biggest, you know, biggest problems of the Constitution that it was in the Constitution, and and, and you would say maybe if they had worded it differently, then maybe that would more specifically clarified it instead of leaving it to interpretation. Right. Right. It was a much different time back in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it was it was they did not anticipate the modern technology of the 21st century. I guarantee you they could not think far enough in advance to anticipate the Internet, social media, you know, industrial revolution. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was they couldn't see any of that. Right. You know, so it was it was the atomic fucking bomb. (laughs) Never thought of that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a much different time and we shouldn't be interpreting these laws. Like it's still that time, right? The constitution should be, it, it needs to evolve more, but they're, you know, especially, especially for this one, you know, this you know, the second amendment they're they're, it's, they're bound and determined to keep it as far in the past as possible, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, it's bizarre. And it really is. It yeah. very much is. Yeah. I, there's so much, I just, I don't get, and you know, it's funny to me that the pat response of those opposed to my views will be like, just cause you're stupid. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. You know what? No, no shade or no, no petting myself on the shoulder too hard. But here's the mm-hmm. thing. I'm smarter than most of the people I end up arguing with. I acknowledge that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I, I will never say abolish all guns, but there has to be, there should be better gun controls. There should be, you don't need those, you know, AR-15s, you, know, mm-hmm. you don't need those for home anything. There should be, you know, national gun reg- registries. There should be, yeah. you know, there should there should be, you know, background checks. You know, just like at, at least as much as drive for driving a car. You know, I mean, your a, a car can be a weapon. Yep. I mean, you have to have a license to drive a car. You ran into people, you know, so you should have the same kind of sanity checks for a gun, at least. You know, yep. and, and that's so. the thing: basic background checks, which at one point was polling at 95% popularity among the country mm-hmm. and a very large portion of Congress are, s- said no are funded by the NRA. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it gets back into having our term limits for Congress and uh, doing this. Yeah, and that. Which we've had that and discussion. We, we need it. We need a younger Senate and this, this and that. And, you know, it's, 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 we got so many problems and everything, but the the system was built for people, the people to have the power, mm-hmm. and those who wanted the power had the resources to change that. Because mm-hmm. we do not live in a democracy, we do not live in a republic, we live no. in an oligarchy mm-hmm. at the moment. The United States of America, at this time of of its history, is an oligarchy because if the rich want it to happen, it's going to happen, and if the poor want it to happen, it won't. Mm-hmm. I, 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 so I, I, I didn't really read a lot about the quote unquote billionaires tax, mm-hmm. but I thought it was funny how, you know, was it, uh, Musk or whoever said that, well, I'm going to have to pay this money, you know, this much more billions in taxes if this passes. I'm like, so, oh darn, you know, you have how much money? Yeah. You, you know, it's like, you, you know, he's what, how much is he worth? Like 300 billion now? At Something this like 300 billion at the moment. Yeah. So, so if you if, had to pay if, 10 billion more a year in taxes. Is that going to hurt you? Is that really going to hurt you? You know, it's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was, I thought that was the, the worst comment to make. That was one of those things where it's like, you're proving the point for us and not Mm -hmm. seeing it. Yeah. I mean, if you had to pay a hundred billion in taxes, it might feel a little sympathy for you, but you still have 200 billion dollars. Yeah. You know, 10 billion. And when you're worth 300 billion, 10 billion in taxes for, you know, when, you know, the majority of the American people would never even see anywhere near that amount. Right. You know, so it's, 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 yeah, that, that, that. Whereas I found an extra 600 bucks in my checking account 
and I was like, oh my God, I almost cried because I was so happy to know that I could actually afford proper groceries this week. You know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. And do they not, I, I don't, I don't know how these, these people with this, these crazy amount of money, you know, they, what do they need? What do they why, need? Why do you need to be worth $300 billion? I mean, lots of it's in their stack of their companies, but you know, it's why should one person need that much wealth? And there's, there's going to be problems. Jeff Bezos was designing a house. I can't remember. Is that outside of Chicago? It had three movie theaters in it. How do you watch three movies at the same time in three different rooms? Oh my gosh. You know, I mean, what is the point, dude? Yeah, we, I mean, as a building inspector, I'm in people's homes all the time. I say this often. Mm-hmm. And I see these people who <clears throat> they've lived in this, this particular apartment for a year. I'm going to think of this one particular apartment. I won't say where it is. Mm-hmm. It was a two-bedroom apartment. They've lived in it for a year. They had a table in the kitchen. They had a futon in the living room. And they all slept on 20-year-old sleeping bags. They've lived in the apartment for a year. They could barely keep the heat on. They had almost no furniture and a handful of clothing in the, in the, hanging in the closet. Okay, and that's how they've lived for a year. Okay, and I'm seeing it, mm-hmm. and and people are like, "Oh, they're on, they're on, uh, they're on this assistance, and they're mooching off the system." Okay, you know what? There are folks who abuse the system. Mm-hmm. I concede that right now, and I've seen it, right? But then there are folks who are on the quote unquote system because they are desperately in need of it. You know, the one, the one parent in the house was working three jobs. The other parent in the house was either making sure that the two kids were taken care of, they were at school or, or, or at home safe or having a job themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the gender roles, by the way, in that equation were not what you would expect. So take that for what you with, you know, and to call it Spartan living would have been insulting. Mm. And, and so when I hear somebody who is opposite side of the fence from me, well, you can't tax your way to prosperity. I'm not talking about prosperity, you moron. About I'm not saying able, taxing to people to prosperity. I'm talking democratic socialism says you can be rich. Sure, go ahead and be rich, but nobody should be poor. Mm-hmm. You should be able to help folks get to a basic level. And then from there, give them the foundation so they can build themselves. And how right? fucking rich do you need to be? You know, how, as long as I've got mine, right? That's what they want. As long as I've got mine, I don't give a shit about the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Shame on you for being so freaking shallow. I would love to have, I would love to have mine, right? Mm -hmm. I would like to have mine. And I, and, and, and I'll tell you what the past, I was on Burr Street for six years. I've been here for three. So I'd say the past 10 years have been very humbling Mm -hmm. because I used to have the grand plans. I'd love to have the huge house. You know, and, and the, you know, the nicer car and whatnot, make sure the kids were all set and they could do whatever they wanted to do whenever they wanted to do. I'd love to have all of that, mm-hmm. you know, and in the past 10 years, I've learned that there's what you want and what you need. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm happy with what I have. I've worked very hard to get where I am right now. And I've gotten a lot of help from mm-hmm. a lot of different places, you know, my mother, you know, mm-hmm. and I've had some luck come my way in, in work. I've had my friends that have been very good to me, 
you know, and, and have helped me when I've needed it, you know? So you learn to appreciate that and you don't need more than what you have unless you have nothing. Right. If you, you know, you, if, again, you have enough to put a roof over your head, you can, you know, hopefully have a little bit extra to put away. I don't, for but I'm working day, on it. You know, or, <laughs> yeah. But you know, but you're able to eat, you know, you don't, you're not skipping meals. Right. You know, and, which I've done. Mm-hmm. I've had to do. Yeah. You know, there was a point where things were so bad. I remember, I can't remember. I think I told this story once before. I think I mentioned it to Tanya. I don't remember, but there was a time when, when Erica was out of town, I can't remember. It was to visit family because there was an illness or something. I can't remember. She was, she was out of town for a very legitimate and real reason, but she left me at home with the kids. Fine. No big deal. But we were, things were very tight. And I remember I had nothing in the fridge, nothing, I had nothing in the bank that particular day. And, and I knew we were getting on towards dinner time and I had no idea what to do left. And I'm hunting through all of my resources at that point and pride got in the way. I couldn't just reach out to, Hey mom, can we come over for dinner and visit or something like, I know mm-hmm. my mom would have invited us over, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I was so prideful mm-hmm. that I couldn't get past that. And the solution, you know what I did? I found, I had a target credit card at that time and it had a little bit of room left on it. And what did my ass do? I went to target and I bought a gift card for Buffalo wild wings. So I could take the kids to Buffalo wild wings. <laughs> Just so you know, we could all have a night out. You know, mm-hmm. the kids didn't have to be aware of just how bad things had gotten. Mm-hmm. You know, they were clueless. Thank God. Yeah. You know, someday I might tell them the story just as kind of an object lesson. Of don't have that level of pride ever. You know, mm-hmm. if you need the help, come to dad, go to mom, go to grandma, you know, mm-hmm. and say, hey, look, I need a hand. Um, but that's the, the level it had gotten to mm-hmm. where I was like, I am so screwed right now that I'm actually going to use a credit card to buy a gift card just so I can feed the kids tonight because tomorrow was going to be payday. Yeah. You know, just get me to that, that line. Mm -hmm. And I still think about it. And I, you know, there are days I think about that story and I pat myself for my, pat myself on the shoulder for my ingenuity. And then there are days (laughs) where I'm like, wow, that's a lesson to really just take the pride and put it away. And sometimes you have to ask for help, but then it all fits in. Of Why are we in a society where people have to make those kinds of decisions? Because I know folks, there are folks out there who have been in worse places than than me in mm-hmm. that spot, you know. And I would love to be able to help these folks, and I can't there, there, because I'm living paycheck to paycheck. There, there, yeah, and there's a lot of wealth in our country, but it's mm-hmm. you know with these few people. Yep. And why do they need this wealth? Because power begets power. Mm-hmm. What's Anymore. what is it? Power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's yep. that age old phrase we've heard it several times. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't see that Jeff Bezos and and Elon Musk, they could give away 95% of their wealth right now Mm -hmm. and still have plenty for generations of their bloodline to come. Yeah. And somehow or another, it doesn't calculate for them. It doesn't fit in the big picture. You guys, you won at capitalism. That's great. Congratulations. Here's your t-shirt. Here's your trophy. You won at capitalism. But... At what cost? I'm taking down a country here. You know? Mm-hmm. At what cost? And it's not just the two of them that are guilty of it. There are several no. people out there who are, have had a hand in it. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 Mitch McConnell's one of them. What a useless piece of shit oh, that geez. man is. And and yeah. I'm sorry, but you know what? Chuck Schumer, it's, he's it's, on the right side of the political fence for me to a point. He's he's on he's on the Democratic team, but he's got no goddamn spine. Need, no, it's a spine whatsoever. We, we, we need 
the Senate needs a whole overhaul. I mean, it, yeah, everything but, needs a whole. But you know, they, but the trouble is, uh, the, the power biggest they they would have to vote for it, mm-hmm. and they're not going to vote for it. To most of them would not vote for you know reducing their power type of thing. You know, yeah, they, that's vote, the thing. People who have power will, yeah. very rarely do people who have power will ever give it up willingly. Mm-hmm. I think there's one story, and that was in ancient Roman mm-hmm. times, where a a veteran of the Senate, he was a gentleman farmer. You know, he had been elevated to the, 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 the position of Caesar through a crisis. He didn't want it, but he did the job because that's what his country asked of him. Mm-hmm. He performed the tasks of Caesar. And then when everything was done, he gave the power back to the Senate and said, leave me alone. I'm going back to my farm. That is probably one story in history where somebody willingly gave up absolute power for the Washington good of everybody. Kind of, Washington kind of did. Washington kind of did by the fact that he 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 set the the two term limit. Mm-hmm. It was an unwritten rule at that point. He's like, nope, yeah. I'm not going to run for reelection again. I'm done. Yeah. He, so it was kind of, but I mean, he did. Yeah. It was, but yeah, because he could have stayed in power longer because he was Washington. You know, at that yeah, time, they, he, he he's the only president that was ever elected in unanimously in the electoral college. Mm-hmm. Everybody voted from there. Like, nope, we love you. Yeah. You know, but. But yeah, how often does it happen these days? Yeah, and I guarantee you right now that if we had somebody like that right now, one single person, male, female, other, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. had that had ability and that genuine piece of heart where they're like, I have this power, I'm going to do the best I can for the society, and then I'm going to willingly give it up when my job is done. That person would be so overwhelmed by those who are like, no, 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 you can't have our power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's only one person with everybody yeah. else fighting the system. You know, and if you have that one person in every thousand of years, then guess what? You know, we're we're not due to have that person mm-hmm. for a long time to come. Yeah, the, the trouble is, is our is our system. You know, they, they talk about broken. you know term limits on or, or age limits on Supreme Court justices. There's talked about you know term limits for our Senate and Congress. You know, mm-hmm. the, the House, the House. But as I've said on several occasions, you can do all the term limits you want, but you got to get the money out of the the the, the mm-hmm. equation first. Yeah. Because the people who pay for these politicians will just buy mm-hmm. new ones every time mm-hmm. the other one runs out. Oh, this one's running out. This one's expired. Yeah. Fine, give me another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's campaign finance and mm-hmm. and political finance re- reform first. And you know, as we well have talked about in the past half hour or so, nobody wants to give up their money that willingly. Nope. Because how many how many of these guys are are richer than when they went into office on their 140,000 or whatever year salary? Every single one of <laughs> you them. You know, I mean, even the much- ones we like Mm-hmm. have more money than they know what to do with at this point. And how are they making all this money on this salary? You know, hello you know, people. I mean, for everybody, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. all, all parties, all house, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, it's, you need, you need a couple of a handful of just uncorruptible folks and they don't have to be liberal and they don't have to be conservative. It would be great to have a mix. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to have a mix of uncorruptible folks of varying different opinions mm-hmm. who, who can talk about issues and come to proper and real compromise and do what's right for society. And when all of the influences come for these people and say, Hey, you really want to espouse what we want to, to do. And this entire group and a handful can look at them and go, fuck off. Mm -hmm. We're busy here. We're trying to fix things and they can argue about what's right. They can argue laws for the real reasons for genuine things. So no, I don't want a completely liberal society. I don't want a completely conservative society. I want a balanced one. But one that can talk to each other. One, one that, that can talk together. to each other and They'll learn from together. each other. You know, and, and understand 
the greater good means the greater good for everybody, all 350 million people in the country and how we affect the world around us mm -hmm. rather than just a hundred people here and a thousand people yeah. over here. We are only 350 million people. China Seven. has a billion more people than we do. Mm -hmm. India has about a billion more people than we do. We're a small country mm -hmm. population wise. So if we don't pull ourselves together, we're going to, you know, especially to China, we're going to lose. Yeah, we are. We're gonna, you know, who you know, who knows what the world might look like. You know, China becomes the number one power mm -hmm. with the way they're run, but they're mm -hmm. doing. But they're generally, at least their government is agreed on a course, so it's moving forward. Mm -hmm. You know, it might not be the direction that we like necessarily all the time, but it, but it is a, you know, from what we can see, it's a generally united. You know, the government has one direction it's going in. We are a joke to the rest of the world. We it's really are point, right now. Yeah. We are a complete we, joke to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. I have my friend in Australia. He's like, I got a guest room down here. You and the kids can come stay with me if you if you want to move to Australia. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you have spiders the size of a greyhound. I'm not, no, I'm not coming down there. <laughs> Deal breaker for Chris. When, when he's telling me, when he's telling me years ago, he told me, told us the story about how his his uh, his girlfriend, his then girlfriend, his now wife, their their dog had uh, had died, and we're mm. like, what happened? Spider got it. <laughs> Spider got was it a, was a spider bite? No, a spider carried it off into the woods and ate it. I'm like, okay, oh, no, not going to Australia. <laughs> love Australians, I really do. I uh, love Australians. I uh, love their vibe. I love their culture. I, I, I want to visit, but I, don't I would know. love to visit. But I want to visit in an area where they can tell me that there's going to be a small <laughs> army protecting me from the spiders the size of a Yugo. Oh, you know, geez. it's it's it. I'm not doing this. <laughs> Chris would not survive that trip. No, I would not. <laughs> See, one, you would, would not get me off the your, damn airplane. Your heart would just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing, but oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh. You know, I have I have friends who are in England that are like, you can come live with us. And I'm like, Abs, you know. I just... England has its problems, but not as, I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, no, yeah, but. I, 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 right now, I think our problems are, they're just going to get worse for a while. Yeah. I don't, I don't know when the turning point is when they'll get better at all, but they're, they're... History is resplendent with turning points. The Dark Ages yeah. did give way to the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. Eventually. You know, I mean, it, it took a long time for it to happen, mm -hmm. but it happened. Right. And so that's why I don't leave, is because this is my home. There's... This is where my roots are. This is where my family is. This is where my bloodline is. There's hope and possibility. It's just how, it there always on is. You just gotta hang on to it. It's just it's going to, how long will we get sanity back in this country? It's gonna be a while. It's you gonna know. be a while. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be. We're gonna we're gonna go through another dark period. I can guarantee we're gonna go through another dark period because I don't see politics changing anytime soon. It's just a big old freaking rapidly swinging pendulum at the moment, mm -hmm. and I fear who's next. Yeah, because I mean, signs lead to. I mean, who, what next year's elections could bring. Yeah. You know, so it's we, Democrats won by are very narrow, and they had an opportunity, and they have already blown it. Mm -hmm. They have already blown it. Yeah. So, so it's they could have yeah. done so much more, but they wanted to play nice. You, and unfortunately, you're not in a spot where you could play nice. You had to come out of the you had to come out of the corner swinging. Mm -hmm. You had to beat them into submission. And that you're not going to, if you're going to be like, oh, we know you guys hate us and we know you guys are going to do everything you can to, to, um, to undercut us, but we want to work with you. Wrong attitude. You had to come out swinging. So, okay, now we're going to put you in your place and you're going to learn 
to get off out from under all this bullshit that you've been hiding under. The Republicans know how to get under people's skin and how to motivate them to do what they want yeah, them to do. Because fear and anger are much more powerful tools than hope. Mm -hmm. Much more powerful. Which I can do more with fear sad. and anger than I can with hope any day of the week. Which is sad. Mm -hmm. I can work on somebody. I can convince them over and over again why hope is good to cling to and the demons are going to still be in the back of their head mm -hmm. shouting me what down. If, what if, you know, if this person, if this person gets in power, this is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm they're scared. going to come for your guns. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can you point to how many times in the past 200 years where the government has actually showed up at your door and said, give me the gun. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you it's, can't because it has never happened, but it doesn't matter. They're going to do it this time. Yep. Cause I'm saying so. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Scared. It's going to be some dark times ahead. Yep. We're going to have to fight the good fight. And we're not even going to be able to fight it for ourselves. We're fighting it for our kids and our eventual grandkids. You yeah. know, I want to make the better. I, and that's another thing. A lot of these folks are only thinking about themselves. And whatever mm -hmm. happens after they're gone doesn't matter because they'll be gone. They don't care. Right. You know, I, I heard a great. I think it was from a scene from a TV show, but I did I did look into it, and it's based on a very real philosophy. Native Americans have a seven generation uh, seven generation philosophy. They are always thinking about what's going to be best for their tribe seven generations from now. You know, how is this going to affect the life of our people? Mm -hmm. How is this going to affect our history? How is this going to affect our our world, our children, our grandchildren, our great grandchildren, and so on? Are we making sure that the world will still be good for our family long after we're gone you know okay so here's a challenge to you chris challenge can we, me can we, can we find some native americans that still have this philosophy and can we talk to them i'd be happy to make that i'll, I'll try to look for that absolutely do we, do we do we know anyone who still has enough of their history that I mean, can we can we bring we, this back? You and I know a lot of people who are well. I'm part Native American. Well, I'm part mm -hmm. Native. American. I hear that a lot, and that's fundamentally feasible because mm -hmm. Native Americans have been here so long on this continent, mm -hmm. right? And they've established themselves a mm -hmm. long time ago. We are in a very in 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 our city in Rochester. We are in a the heartland of what used to be a very strong Native American presence, mm -hmm. right? Um, the Seneca Nations and all of the nations that were around them. Okay, but. Do I know anybody who's genuinely Native American? I don't at the moment, but I'd be happy to make some acquaintances. I, I want to learn from these people because I, 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 I'd like to explore that that philosophy right there. I mean, I think yeah. that I, I don't think I've heard that before, but I mean, that is, I mean, I I always try to think about the big picture, of the future, but I've never put it in those kind of heard it in those kind of words before. Yeah. You know, what's the next generation? What's what's best and I, I, I like that. I think this should be an, an, uh, this should be a wandering dude thing there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I should, I've, there's a phrase out there I've heard often. A wise man is the man who plants a tree that knows and knows he will never sit in the shade of it. It's kind of the same philosophy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're planting something that other people will benefit from. You're planning for the future. Yep. You know, you know, the whole climate change thing, whether you know we cause it or not, what can we do to make it better? Mm -hmm. You know, what you know, we not, may not, you know, might not see the results for a long time, but what can we mm -hmm. do right now to potentially help the future? 
whether or not we cause it, let's not get into who's causing it, but will this stuff help? But yeah. I, I will start searching some boards and some websites and I'll see if maybe there's somebody in the area who we can make an acquaintance of and talk to. I'm just kind of curious to kind of talk a little bit more about that and if we can kind of, you know, use that, adapt that, or, you know, kind of put it into our, our, our wandering dude philosophy there. I you love know, it. Kind of, I kind love of, that you know, get it, But get it more from the source versus mm -hmm. just trying to it'd be an interesting conversation with somebody. Yeah. I think it'd be a fantastic conversation, a great lesson to learn, mm -hmm. you know, because we have this, we have this colloquial impression of what Native Americans are like, mm -hmm. you know, what we're taught by mainstream media, by TV, you know, by movies, by, you know, whatever sources we have, they're all just impoverished alcoholics on on a reservation you know but mm -hmm. that's such a, a terrible that's not what they were and that's, that's not, not what they were and it's really not what they are in a lot of cases right you know and and honestly and this this ranks under the whole if i were president thing i would be doing a lot more to to reach out and rebuild those bridges between these communities and between these uh these nations ours and theirs you know because mm -hmm. we can learn so much yeah. from the philosophy there's, there's that, that they built on you know, there's so yeah. much, there's this, and there's so much, there's so many philosophies out there across all these different ethnicities. Mm -hmm. I, and I'm, I'm trying to train myself, by the way, I no longer want to say all these different races. No, we're not, we're all the same race. We are a human beings. We are a homo sapien. We are a single race. There, it mm -hmm. is broken up into ethnicities, right? Yes. Italian, German, European, Germanic, Asian, you know, Native American, First Nation, you know, whatever, however you want to describe that. Those are mm -hmm. ethnicities, not races. Yep. Right. We are all human beings, and it's time we start learning that shit. We're all homo, homo sapiens, and we all we can interbreed. We're all one race. Mm -hmm. We'll so, be stronger. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I'll leave you with this thought: pure breed dogs that are purely Irish, that are purely you know German they all have flaws. They all have flaws. They all have some sort of deficiency that will be the undoing of that particular breed. Mm -hmm. The strongest and healthiest dogs, the ones that live the longest, typically are the mutts, mm -hmm. because they have a little, all the best qualities, a little bit of everything. You yeah, know, because you hear about the, you know, this breed has a typical t tends to do this. This breed tends to do this. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Winston, my English Springer Spaniel, mm -hmm. hip dysplasia, mm -hmm. right? And then magnify that with the fact that we got the brood <laughs> of the litter, right? <laughs> you know, a little bigger than you planned. A little bigger than in the. It was like a small Saint Bernard. But then that magnified the problem. Yeah. You know, I know of other dogs that have, you know, they get these tumors, the pure, mm -hmm. I can't remember, I think it's boxers. I can't remember. Uh, you know. But the purebreds, yeah. They they the purebreds are, more they all, they're wonderful and they're wonderful animals and they have all these great characteristics. But the healthiest, the low maintenance dogs, the ones that live usually the longest are the freaking mutts. mutts. Yep. You know. But, and they dogs don't care if they're well you're a uh, this a dog does not care it does not mm -hmm. care it it, it's, it just it's, knows it's that they're dogs its, yep mm -hmm. it's a product of its if it's love and it's training yeah you know or lack thereof in, in a lot of cases we should learn more from dogs we really should mm -hmm. yeah you know we could yeah sounds yeah. like a good conversation for the day huh yeah, definitely. I, I like I like where we ended with this. Look it's for it. the future. I mean, that's part of being a parent. You're looking, what's my future, my kids' future going to be like? What's it? Yep. You know, how can I make this a better place for their future? Well, what are we doing? Thirteen episodes in every every we every episode we get into these conversations where we think about <clears throat> how can we make things better around us. We want to make things better for people, mm -hmm. not just us. Right. I mean, Everybody. we're you know making life better for us is kind of a byproduct of it. 
obviously. By, by making yeah, I mean, we're well, part making of the things people. better for people. Yeah. And and then people make things better mm-hmm. for society. Society makes things mm-hmm. better for the world. The world can keep spinning. Mm-hmm. And then generations down the road, our great grandkids can listen to these podcasts and go, "Wow, our great grandfathers were were funny as hell. They were dumb, but they were funny, <laughs> you know." And but look what they are able to teach people things yeah. that were like. Hopefully, we our, our you know generations down the road, people can look back at us and be like, "Oh, is that where it started?" <laughs> you know? that, that, that would that would be amazing, right there. I mean, that's yeah. that more than power, more than wealth, and anything, just to be able to start a you know have a, a movement that's hopefully makes a better world. I would love it if a couple hundred years down the road, some poor college student finds our podcast and listens to us and be like, "Wow, they were just so limited in their thinking." That's where the church started. Church, you know. <laughs> But you know, wouldn't it be great to know about all of this openness and foundational stuff mm-hmm. to be told <clears throat> in the long run, we were limited in our thinking and it could be so much more expansive and here's how we built on that. And this is mm-hmm. how much better it became because of that. Yeah. That would be amazing to be, to be told how limited our, our, our thinking was because we were able to do so much more and so much better for everybody mm-hmm. on top of that. That would be a wonderful yeah. thing to yeah. learn. <sighs> So let's yeah, leave it on that one. Definitely. That, I mean, yeah. So everyone think of the future. Think, think of what comes next. You know, just think of everybody. Hey, Dan. Hey, Chris. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Don't be a dick. And, and Hey, Dan. Yes, Chris. Do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Don't be a dick. There you simple, go. Simple messages, everybody. Yep. And with that, we will say, I do for now. I do for now. We'll check you later.